that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Hittites, unto the great sea, toward the great going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Does anybody want to take a recess right there and shout? Amen. Amen. Let me read that one more time, verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals. For within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go into the to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Brother Jared, you pray for us. God, yes, Lord. Amen. If the Lord help me for a little, I want to preach on this man named Joshua. Look, look at the Bible. The Bible tells us several places in the Bible, but we find out through studying that Joshua is the first among the judges of Israel. He is, according to our text, the son of Nun in verse number one. He's the 28th person in the lineage from Adam he reigned over Israel after Moses. I want to look tonight, if the Lord help us, a little bit at the comparison or his character, his commission, his companion, and his conquest. When I think about Joshua, he is a type or a picture of Christ. He is the, the, the name Joshua is looking, if you will, look in Joshua chapter, or look in Acts chapter 7. And let me just prove my point, better to let you see it. In Acts chapter number 7, in the Word of God, Acts chapter number 7 and verse number 45, let's look at what the Bible says. It says, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. If you look over in Hebrews chapter number 4 and verse number 8, Joshua is, is, is put there as Jesus. Joshua is not just 
a picture of Christ in his name, but he's a picture of Christ and the fact of his character. He's a picture of Christ and his calling. He's a preacher of Christ and his conduct. I want you to think about this man. He's a great man, but he's a godly man. There's a significance about his name. Amen. But it's not just his name, but it's his nature. Notice with me, first of all, in verse number one, we won't look at a few things, but look at verse number one. Joshua is a son. The Bible says in verse one, and then also in 1 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 27, we find out that he is a firstborn son. We know that Joshua came out, everybody that was in Egypt that was in bondage came out by way of blood. Oh, thank God, Joshua knew what it was to be the firstborn. He knew what it was for that death angel to pass. But he also knew what it was to eat of the lamb. Amen. And trust the lamb on the doorpost and on the lintel. Amen. He came out because he was trusting in the blood. I'm glad I came out of Egypt because I trusted in the blood. So Christ is a son, thank God, who yielded up his blood. Amen. Christ knows sin's cruelty. He knows the wrath of man. He knows the judgment. He's seen man at his worst when he was nailed to the cross. Yet he came out spotless and gave his blood. And because of his blood, thank God, others are also made free. He is a son. I'm glad Jesus is the son. Not just God the son, but thank God, he is the son of God. Not only do we see Joshua as a son, but notice with me if you will, he is Joshua the servant. The Bible said in verse number one, as a matter of fact, it calls him this. He is Moses' minister. And then he says in verse number two, Moses, my servant, is dead. And so Joshua knew what it was to be a servant. And he knew what it was to serve a servant of servants. He was a slave in Egypt. He knew what it was to be under bondage, but he was a servant to Moses. He didn't mind being a servant. If you read in Exodus chapter number 33 and verse 11, let's just take time. Look in Exodus chapter 33 and verse number 11. Look at Moses, amen, and Joshua's relationship. He is in Exodus chapter number 33 and verse number 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again unto the camp, but his servant... His servant, that's what he's called, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And so he was a menial servant. He, he was also a minister. Look in, in Exodus chapter 24 right quick. Exodus chapter number 24, I believe that's right. Exodus 24 and verse number 13. The Bible said, And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua and Moses went up into the mount of God. See, Joshua knew what it was like to serve Moses in the menial task, but he also knew what it was like to wade out in the presence of God. And you, you can read all those lists of people. They stayed on the perimeter of the mountain. It was only Joshua that went up on the mountain. He didn't go up there where Moses was, but thank God he got as close to the glory as he could. Hallelujah for a man who pictures Christ and the fact that he's a son and also in the fact that he's a servant. You say, preacher, how does that picture Christ? Well, the Bible says in Mark chapter 10, verse 42, Christ came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Here's what he said in Philippians 2, 7. But made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, and made in fashion of man. 
man became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Christ was made under the law, became subject to the law, both moral and ceremonial, fulfilled all the requirements of the law. And so by fulfilling the law, amen, he delivered us who were condemned by the law. Amen. He is a picture, amen, of Christ as a son. He's a picture as a servant, but he's also a picture as a soldier. Look in your Bible, flip over to Exodus chapter number 17. I am verse number nine. In Exodus chapter 17, I am verse number nine. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says, Then came Amalek, and verse 8, and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And verse 9, Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek tomorrow, and I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. And so Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. Amalek's the type of the flesh. Amen. And Joshua is fighting the flesh while Moses is on the mountain. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up on top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hand, the one on the one side and the, on the other on the other. And his hands were steady to the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek, amen, and his people with the edge of the sword. Look what the Bible said in verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, he said, write it. Write this for a memorial in a book. Amen. Then he said, rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Remind him, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Then he ought to pray about it. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nishi. And then he was told to proclaim it in verse 16. For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. See, amen, why Moses on the mountaintop being a picture of Christ, amen. Joshua was a picture of Christ also in the valley. He is the only victor who leads us and shows us victory over the flesh. Thank God, amen, Christ, hallelujah, gave us victory over the flesh. Here's what he said in Philippians 2, verse number eight and nine, being found in fashion as a man. Hallelujah. Colossians 2 verse 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. And Hebrews 2 14, for as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also am likewise. Thank you, Lord. And John 19 30, it said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Thank God he was not only appeared in the flesh, he became subject in the flesh. He became the sacrifice in the flesh. He became the substitute in the flesh. Hey, man. And he became our Savior in the flesh. Hebrews 1, 3. Who be in the brightness of the glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I'm glad Jesus, amen, fought a battle that we couldn't fight and gave us victory over the devil, victory over hell, and even victory over our flesh. Amen. Joshua's a picture of Christ. Let me, well, let, me, let me point it out even plainer. When we look at Joshua and read the book of Joshua and the end of the book of Deuteronomy, when you read the book of Joshua, you find out what kind of commander and leader he was. He led the people of God through the river Jordan, which is a picture of affliction, of death, of burial, and of resurrection. And so Jesus led the people Amen. Through the death, the burial, and resurrection. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory. So Christ does the same for us, his church. Joshua 
saved Rahab and her family. Ain't you glad that's a picture of Christ? Christ saves the worst of sinners. Amen. Who had a life of shame. Amen. Joshua received the Gibeonites. Remember that? They, they, they tried to act like their garments was old. They had molded bread. They act like they was people from a far country. And so they became friends of Joshua by deception. But Joshua, amen, when he knew who they were, he still received them. And they submitted themselves unto him. And so Christ, he receives all Gentile dogs like us. And we might have came into this world a liar, came into this world a deceiver. We might have lived the life of a drunkard and a drug head. But thanks be unto God. Amen. When we got real and we got honest and we had number rags and molded bread to give him. And when he, amen. When we got honest who we really was, he still took us in. Well, bless the name of the Lord. I'm glad he eats with sin. And he loves sinners and he dines with sinners. Amen. Amen. Just like Joshua in his conquest conquered several kings of the Canaanites, the enemies of God's people. Ain't you glad Christ conquered all the spiritual enemies of the church? Uh, amen. I'm talking about Satan and sin and the flesh. And the world. Oh man, God, help me to hold on till I get to the end here. Amen. I want to skip to Joshua. Thank God settled the children of Israel and the Cain. In other words, he provided a place of rest. He divided by lot unto them their inheritance. Ain't you glad Christ? Amen. Amen. When he got up out of the grave, he brought captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He brings souls into the true rest of an eternal rest from hereafter. I'm glad we can rest. There is a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Amen. He's a son. Thank God he's a servant. Hallelujah. He's a soldier. But he's also a successor. The Bible Bible says uh, that he said, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. That's where I'm wanting to get to tonight. Y'all stay with me. Look what the Bible says in verse number seven. Watch the text. He says, only, in other words, there's a prohibition. Only be thou strong, very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded me, did, did, commanded thee, turn not, watch this prohibition, from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. He goes on to say, he talks about the precepts. There's the prohibition. In other words, stay with me. Be strong, don't be weak. Be courageous, don't be fearful. Be lawful, don't be lawless. Be straight, don't be swerving to the left or the right. He, he gave him some guidelines. I don't, I don't know if, if y'all been bowling with me, if anybody knows anything about me bowling. I, I like to bowl a little bit, don't bowl a whole lot. But my wife, she's, she bowls a pretty good bit. Seth, I think, can put her to the test right now. And uh, hey, man, he's shaking his hand like this, yeah. He, he can put her to the test right now. But I, I would rather bowl, Brother Nathan, with them little things that they hit that button and they come up in them gutters. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Them little guardrails. Because it don't matter how hard you throw it, it'll bounce off the guardrails and still hit some pins. 
Hey man, I like guardrail bowling. That's the easiest way to bowl. <laughs> hey man, the only way to get better than that is have that little ramp, you know, where you sit your ball on it and it rolls off. Man, that's I believe I could whoop Michelle if I if I bowled like that. Now, now here, here's what he's saying. He said, Look, I'm gonna give you some guardrails. And all you've got to do is stay within the stay according to the precepts. It'll knock you back over and keep you going the direction I want to go. But, but you got to let the boundaries be set by the precepts of God. Notice this. The prohibition, the precepts. Here's what he said in verse number 8. He said, the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So in other words, you should speak the word. Then he says this. Not only shall it not depart out of the mouth, thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So you not only speak the word, you should soak in the word. Soak up the word. Amen. When somebody squeezes you, it ought to squirt out the word of God. Somebody say amen. It ought to not squirt out cussing. See, if you you soak up dirty talking, when you hit your finger with the hammer, amen, what's going to squeeze out? Something you don't want nobody to hear. And all God's people said amen. It's about to get preaching time up in here. Somebody say amen. But if you got word in you, you'll say, Woo! Thank God for a finger to bust. Amen. Hallelujah. You speak the word. You soak in the word. In other words, speak the word in your lips. Soak up the word in your love. Meditate on it day and night. Love it enough to meditate on it. But then he notice what he said. That thou mayest observe to do it. Not only do Joshua, the prohibition, be strong, don't be weak. The precepts. He said, I want, you to, I want you to speak the word. I want you to, in your lips. I, I want you to soak up the word in love. I want you to fall in love with the Bible. I want you to meditate on it. But I want you to shew the word in your life. When people see you, I want them to see the word of God demonstrated in your life. And all God's people say. So he said, if, if, if you're going to be the kind of successor, if you're going to wear the shoes of the old man of God, Moses, Thank you for being the son that came out by blood. Thank you for being the servant who wasn't ashamed to be the servant and didn't mind following. So now, and thank you for being the soldier, but now I want you to be the successor. It's time for you to lead. Because you followed, now I want you to lead. But if you're going to lead like you're going to, like I want you to lead, there's some prohibit, there's some prohibitors I want to put up in your life. Things I'm going to prohibit in your life. Things that need to be purged out of your life, if you will. You can't bear fruit unless you purge some old dead limbs. Amen. And then there's some precepts that I want you to live by. But, it, but also I want you to remember this promise. Look at verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee. Watch this. All the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. So God's gave him a divine commission. He says in verse number two, I want you to go over and I want you to take all these people over. That's what he said in verse six. He's giving him a divine companion. He said, I'm the one that's going to be with you. As I was with Moses, faithfully, forgivingly, amen, fortifyingly, as I was with him, so I will be with you. And now if you'll do that, 
Watch this. Here's the promise. I will be with thee. I will not fail thee. I will not forsake thee. I will be faithful to thee. I will be forgiven thee. I will be flourishing thee. He said, if you'll do what I'm telling you, you're going to prosper. He said, that's the promise. So there's a prohibition. There's a precepts. There's the promise. But watch this in the purpose in verse number 11. Watch what the Bible says. Pass through the host and command the people, saying, prepare you victuals. Now, I know what your Bible says. It's got that sea there. That sea there is a silent sea. We had this long discussion in Fruitland, and, and, and if I'm willing to face a professor and, and face getting a failing grade because he didn't want to believe the King James Bible, I'm willing to face anybody here. That word means vittles. Everybody knows what vittles is? That's what you eat. Amen. It doesn't say victuals. That's what it looks like it says. It says vittles, the sea silent. Notice what he said. He says, prepare you vittles. For within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess. So he said, he said, hold on. He said, here's the purpose, Joshua. I, I, I want to base it on the third day. Based on the third day, you're going to pass over. Based on the third day, you're going to pass through. Based on the third day, you're going to possess the land. Based on the third day, you're going to pass over. Based on the third day, you're going to pass through all the stormy waters and all, all the different tribes and everybody, all those seven nations that's coming against you. That You know, them seven nations, procrastination, condemnation, amen, intimidate. You're going, you're going to go through all them nations and you're going to pass through them, but you're going to possess the land. Every word, the sole of your footsteps is going to be yours. I say hallelujah. Now you think about him being the successor. And he said, he said, he said, I appreciate you being a son. He gives it in the text. Talks about him being a servant. Talks about him being a soldier. But he said, you're going to be a successor. I'm interested tonight, just, just for a moment. On talking about what it means to step into the shoes that others have vacated. Mama's got a sister that died. She's gone. You know, the first time I ever met her, Brother Frank, she was playing the piano. She was the same the first time I met her to the last time I met her. Her mind wasn't the same, but her actions and her attitude was always the same. She's, she was the same. Mama's mind is not where it needs to be probably right now. She's, she's losing her mind. She's getting out of step sometimes. But when she comes to herself, she'll preach a little while. If you don't ask me, ask Jerry. She preached to him the other day. Amen. Preach to preach. She'll, she'll let it rip. I, I might just get her over here. I won't put her in the pulpit, but I like to hear her just let it rip a little bit. Amen. Brother, brother Child, she's, she's the same praying now as she was back then. Matter of fact, she prayed for me when I was lost. What does it mean to be the successor of Moses? Do you realize all that Moses was? Moses led God's people out of Egypt from Pharaoh three days into the wilderness to worship a God that most of them got introduced to. They'd been 400 and something years in Egypt. Are y'all with me? And now he got the Ten Commandments. He got to see God in his glory. He got to see parts of God that nobody else ain't saw. And, and, and now I have to step in the shoes that he's let. Man, I, that'd be big shoes to fill. 
But I'm going to tell you, it's 2022, and there's some shoes that you've got to fill, but you're going to have to fulfill them like he did. You, there's some things that need to be purged out of your life. There's got to be a purging out of our life. There's got to be a cleansing out of our life. We can't be swerving to the left and right. Are you, are you, we got to stay in a straight and narrow path. Amen. We're going to have to live by the precepts of the Bible. In John chapter number 15, here's what the book says. He says, uh, you're clean through the word. You're not clean by just being around the word. You're being clean through the word. Your, your life is clean passing through the word. Oh, man. I would to God that we could get a hold of what I'm saying tonight. If you're going to be the successor and fill the shoes that God wants you to, if you want to be the next Joshua, the next leader of the God's people, say, well, preacher, I don't have no interest in that. Well, whether you want to or not, men, you call on to be leaders of God. And whether you, know, don't, whether you want to or not, women, you're, caused, you're called to be leaders of other young ladies, including the ones you got that God's entrusted at your house. Amen. And you're going to have to live by the precepts. You're going to have to let some things be prohibited in your life. You're going to have to trust in the promise of God and realize that God's got a purpose. If you're going to do it like Joshua. You're going to have to realize you're a son or a daughter by the grace of God. You're going to have to be a servant be willing to be a servant for the glory of God. You're going to have to be willing to get in the trenches and be a soldier for God. And you're going to have to live up to being a successful step in the step. Preacher, how can I do that? Well, here's, here's my message in an illustration. Back here in this room, there's filters. Does everybody believe that? There's filters back here. Downstairs, there's filters. On the way here in my Toyota, there's a filter in the car. Anybody got a filter in your car? Got cabin filters. Most of you, if you got a car, uh, a car that's passed about 2,000 something, you've got cabin filters. Most, uh, most, most cars in the olden days, most cars in the olden days had, had filters on top of the carburetor. Now, all of them have filters where the air comes in. So your car can't run effectively without a filter. The air condition will not run effectively without a filter. The vacuum cleaners, we had one mess up on us, didn't we, Miss Rhonda? And one, one of the reasons it messed up is the filters were stopped up. Nobody cleans the filters. Hey, newsflash, all ladies, clean the filters. Somebody say amen. We need to clean the filters, okay? You got, you, you got every area of your life, you've got filters. And for all people who still smoke cigarettes, there's filters on your cigarettes. Are y'all living? Every area of your life, there's cigarettes, there's, cigarette, there's uh, filters if, on your cigarettes, on your air handlers, on your cars. Everywhere you go, you got filters that you run at night, filter the air. Over at the house, you got filters. I mean, everywhere we go, we're around some kind of filters. Are y'all with me? If, if, if we want this system to run right, we've got to make sure them filters are clean. Here's what happens when the filters aren't clean, Brother Frank. What happens is it will cause the motors to heat up on those compressors and the units will blow up. If, if we allow those filters to stay dirty and we don't keep them clean, it will mess it up. Are, are y'all with me today? We, our life, we have to pass through that word. 
We have to prohibit things, keep the contaminations out of our life. If you go back here and look at that filter, it's, it's filtering out all the contaminations, the bacteria, the dust, everything that would lock that unit down, stuff that we don't want to get in that unit. We've got to keep a filter in it, but we've got to make sure that filter stays clean. Here's what I'm saying. If we, if we don't, as a Christian, as a, as a human being that's saved and washed in the blood, that's a son, that's a soldier, hey man, that's a servant, and, and I'm not denying you're all of that. Hey, man, I'm not denying. Listen, that vacuum cleaner, you can't deny it's a vacuum cleaner. It still runs when you plug it up. But when you put your hand on the bottom, there's no power to draw any dirt out. You know what happened? It got messed up because the filter didn't stick, stay clean. And that's what happens to a lot of Christians. They don't keep their filter clean. And because they don't keep their filter clean, they go to running hot. I was talking to Randy a while ago. We was talking about gas filters, oil filters. I said, Randy, I need, I need your help on this. Am I right thinking about it like this? Gas has a filter. If the filter gets stopped up, fuel quits going to the injector or the carburetor, and if it quits going to the injector or the carburetor, the car won't run. Have y'all ever noticed that? It'll start out by missing and skipping. Yeah, that's what happens when church Christians, they start out by skipping and missing because they, they don't want to have, hey, it don't say be around the word. It don't just say, it says you got to go through the, you got to go through that word. He said, listen, he said, Joshua, I want you to, I want you to speak the word. Joshua, I want you to soak up the word. Joshua, I, hey man, I, I want you to, I want you to show the word in your life. I want you to realize the, that he's given us some filters in this, in this Christian life. And he wants to make sure that these filters are purging out what needs to be purged out. There's some prohibit things that are prohibited in our life. Some guardrails. Hey man, y'all young people, look up in here. You know what one of the filters God's put in our life? It's parents. That's why when they tell you to do something, you don't back talk, stomp, and sling things, get mad, and act like your parents are stupid. Some, y'all, somebody say amen. 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 You know what you do? Shut your mouth and do what they say. Amen. Preach on, preacher. Amen. You see, here's the, here's the problem. You got a body of a 20-year-old and a mind of a 14-year-old, and, and that'll get you in trouble. So what, what God's done is he's put some filters in your life called parents that'll keep some sense and keep you from doing some stupid stuff that you ought not do. And all God's people say it. God, thank God for parents that will wear our hind end out. My, my wife, she used to whoop them with a spoon. She used to whoop them with a switch. I mean, she had pampered chef sometimes. Austin's first tattoo was pampered chef. <laughs> That's his first tattoo. Amen. Amen. It's gone now, but it was for it was a temporary tattoo called pampered chef. Are y'all are y'all listening to this preacher? God's gave you some, he gave you some, he's gave you some prohib, some prohibitors, some guardrails. He's gave you some precepts, but not, not, not just, not just, not just parents that help correct you when you need corrected. But thank God for precepts. Amen. Joshua, I want you to stay in the book. 
I want you to follow the instructions of the scriptures. I want you to soak it up. I want you to speak it. If you're going to be the son, if you're going to be the soldier, if you're going to be the servant, if you're going to be the successor, then you got to listen to those plain people of authority. And you have, Joshua. You've been a great servant. You've been a great son. You've been obedient. And because of that, hey man, here's the next filter in your life. I want you to have precepts. Soak them up. Meditate on them. Think on them. And demonstrate them in your life. Are y'all with me today? Here's what we do most time. We say, well, preacher, to be honest with you, I hear what you're saying. That don't apply to me. Oh, yes, it does. Everything in this Bible applies to you. We got to go through that word. Air gets pushed through them filters. Gets all the contaminations out. Am I right? <laughs> if, it get, if it push all them, content, that filter, like the Word of God, gets stuff out and lets air flow through. And if the filter gets stopped up, the air can't flow through. There's a lot of people's Christian life, they don't let, the, hey man, their filter's so dirty, the wind of the Holy Ghost can't blow through their life. And what's going to happen is they're compressed. They're going to lock down on God. And I'm going to tell you this. You can't be in unity if you ain't synced up. Brother Childs can tell you. We thought this thing was over here on. I don't remember which one, Brother Childs. But one of them we thought was low on Freon. I would have swore it was on. I said it about three or four times. Hey, Brother Childs, did you check it? Brother Childs, here's what he said. He said, here's the problem. This one is set two degrees colder than this one is. And he said, it's trying to do what this one ain't doing. That one's fighting this one and he says until they get in unity are y'all listening one of them kept freezing up one of them got cold one of them got I feel like preaching right now hey man here's what the problem is you come to church hey man and somebody else's filter's clean somebody else is set on the right temperature and you out of sync hey man and you're freezing up and you're wondering why you're working so hard and there ain't no airflow. hey man is everybody listening to me tonight you got to get in sync one with another. And when them units started working in unity, had no more trouble out of them. That was the first of the summer. This is the last of the summer. Am I right, Brother Child? Did we ever put Freon in them? I think we ever did. Because they were working against one another. Are you, is everybody with me? He said, Joshua, if you're going to be the kind of successor that you need to be, there's some things that you got to pull out of your life. There's some contaminations that need to be pulled out. There's some precepts, that word of God is, that you need to let that wind, the airflow be working good in your life. Make sure that fuel can get through. Make, make sure that oil, if your oil filter gets messed up, I'm, you'll go to running hot and your motor will lock down. We had a Yukon, had 300 and, uh, you remember Michelle? Over 300,000 miles. We were going to this place, here was their 10-minute oil change. Well, it, it was. It's, it's changing in 10 minutes. I know they're changing filters. But what I didn't know, they're putting used oil in the crankcase. I didn't realize that. So when, we, when Brother Randy dropped, I think Randy, somebody dropped the oil pan. It was in there with sludge. 
and the oil sending unit, I believe, it was all stopped up and the filter was stopped up and it was, it was full of We just changed it 3,000, 3,500 miles before that. But what happened was we was putting the wrong oil in it. Is, is, are, y'all, are y'all with me tonight? You got to make sure you got oil flow. You got to make sure you got air flow. You got to make sure nothing will function properly if the filter is not clean and all God's people say it. You got to make sure, brother Josh, you got to make sure, Joshua, that you got some prohibitors in your life. You got to make sure you got some precepts in your life. You got to make sure you got some promises in your life. He said, you remember, I'm talking about the word that Moses preached to you. See, God just didn't give you parents as filters. He just didn't give you precepts as filters. He gave you preachers as filters. And most people, most people don't want to hear preaching. Most people don't like preaching. Most people don't want to want to submit to preaching. I'm thankful we we go to a church, we pastor a church where I feel like everybody here likes preaching. But be out of place. Man, preaching conforms me. Preaching cleanse me, preaching, get some stuff out of my life. He said, you remember, hey, the promises that Moses preached to you? He said, Joshua, if you want to be the son, if you want to be the servant, if you want to be the soldier, if you want to be the successor, you got to make sure you keep those prohibitors, keep that stuff purged out of your life. Make sure you keep that filter clean. You make sure, hey, man, you keep going through that word. Let the word cleanse you. Not just being around it, not just hearing it on, but let the word be in you, come through you. Amen. Listen to those promises that Moses, the man of God, and then trust in the purpose that I've got for your life. See, here's, here's the thing, brother. As far as I know, Brother Scott, as, as far as I know, we change these filters, change the downstairs filters. And I, and I talked uh, to Brother Randy. He, he, he had one in his house. Some of these heat and air conditioners have a filter in the crawl space. Now, most of the time, if you clean these filters, they, they told Brother Randy when they put in his, what L did, I believe, most time you won't never have to change that filter this in the crawl space. And I, it confused me because mine at home and these here, don't they're not double filtered. I mean, we have filters in... The area downstairs, and we had the filters in the areas up here, but there's no crawl space, get in there where the unit's at, pull out a slide. I mean, the, the, there's nothing like that, but supposedly, it is possible that it gets dirty and can blow up your heat and air conditioning. You see, these are the filters that everybody sees and that stay changed. The filter that you got to crawl in, nobody sees. And these, these people in here today, I know you're a Christian. I'm not denying you're a Christian. But there's some areas in your life that ain't staying clean. And it might be because you don't like that parental authority. It might be that you don't like being around the Word of God. And it might be that you just don't, you're, you're bucking up to the preaching of the Word of God. And if that is so, your filter will not function properly. Airflow will begin to slow. The coals will begin to freeze. Units may blow up. People may be hurt around you. I don't know. I wasn't in there hearing Seth teach, but I, I know a little bit about what he's teaching. 
And if I unless he changed it, he taught on about Samson taking that honey out of that lion's belly. That was against his vow, brother. He wasn't supposed to touch nothing dead. He wasn't even supposed to be in the vineyard. But he did that knowingly and broke his vow. Eat honey out of the lion's belly. But he gave it to his mom and dad who didn't know where he got it from. And they inadvertently broke the law because Samson broke the law. Here's what I'm saying. You don't live to yourself and you don't die to yourself. Joshua, I've got a plan and I've got a purpose for you. It's not just about you, Joshua. It's about all them people that's following you. It's your time to lead. You've got shoes to fill. Listen, young, young people, these young people following you, these little children looking up to you, hey, mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandmas, these, hey, it's time for us. About three years ago, I started getting phone calls. I used to be the one that called other preachers and asked for advice. I still do. But then I realized, what are these guys calling me for? Then I realized, brother Childs, man, I am getting to be older now. I am getting to be one of the older guys. That's why they're starting to call me. And it makes me nervous. And it's not a position I feel comfortable in. But I don't, it ain't about me. It's about the crowd that's looking to leadership. And it's time for mamas and daddies. It's time for young people. It's time for Christians in the land of Independent Baptist Church to rise up and be the sons and daughters, to be the servants, to be the soldiers, to be the successors, and fill the shoes. It's your time right now in 2020. For such a time as this, you're alive, and God's placed you right here. Now, what you need to do, listen to that parental authority or that governmental authority. Listen to the authority of the Word of God. Soak in it, speak it, and show it in your life. Listen to the authority of the preaching, the word of God. You say, preacher, I don't, I, I don't like you. Well, that's okay. You got to like the position. I'm just trying to preach to you what the Bible says. I ain't going to change. I'm going to try to preach what the Bible says, whether hair lips the devil. I ain't, ain't going to change. I want to serve notice right now. It's 2022, and, and it's October, and, and I ain't changing, if the Lord hit me. What I'm saying is we got to stick to this book. There is a plan and a purpose God, if everybody, if everybody gets mad, we've got to stay straight. Joshua, I don't care if you feel bad or not, son, stand up and lead. I don't care if you got one leg, keep your mouth shut, stand up and lead. Keep your mouth shut for six days. On the seventh day, march on seven times. And when you hear the trumpet, you shout, that other crowd will shout, you're a picture of Christ. You're going to be what you're supposed to be to represent Christ. And we need to be what we need to be to represent Christ. Let's all stand to your feet. Father.